When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, today I'm joined with uh, or by Eric Nalin, uh, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric joins weekly for uh, an episode called The State of the Program. In The State of the Program, we go over two aspects of, of the football, Texas football pro, uh, program. Uh, we go over uh, the team itself, and we go over recruiting uh, with the publisher of Inside Texas. Uh, Eric, let's get it started. Uh, you posted uh, an article today uh, uh, on the Inside Scoop uh, about some team news and notes that you had over the weekend. Uh, let's talk about probably the biggest news that I took away from that, and that's that the team didn't exactly look sharp during Saturday's scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still early in the process, and a couple of our sources are, you know, it's uh, I think a lot of people tend to expect Kool-Aid this time of year. And that was maybe some cold water instead of Kool-Aid. Um, you know, it's, we all want to hear of the, the perfect situation of, of the uh, offensive line dominating the defensive line that can't be moved. You know, that, that's sort of a zero sum. But, uh, you know, that's not really how it works. Um, the defense is ahead of the offense at this point. That, that was similar to last year as well. It, it's, it's, uh, that, I mean, that's just pretty much how it is uh, all the time, just given the, the nature of uh, – playing defense, you're kind of playing downhill and fast and reacting, whereas offense uh, requires more choreography and more time. Uh, you know, quarterbacks remain uh, a bit of a concern. Uh, the source, the sources we talked to mainly favored Hudson Card. Um, just He just said, um, the, the guy I trust the most that, that put, had his eyes on it uh, said that, that Quinn looked a little uh, timid, uh, lacking confidence. And, you know, my thinking is that that's probably the fastest football he's probably ever experienced uh full for, first time going full speed at texas uh but then not having a whole lot of playing time last year i doubt they were throwing live bullets at him too often at scout team or, or whatever he ran at ohio state so that might have been his first real brush with uh full speed football at this level so i'm not too concerned at, um on the offense yet he did raise concerns about edge still which i think we all know and expect uh but there are also some bright spots talked about the linebacker play uh looking improved uh, both both Benda and uh, Ford were mentioned, but then also a DeMarvin Overshone was really singled out as flying around. Uh, clearly, he's bigger and stronger. One source said it, he's probably the only guy that could tackle Bijan one-on-one right now because of the, the combination of uh, strength and, and ability to move it requires. So I had mentioned uh, at one point that uh, Tavondre Sweat was getting some prominent notion or um, recognition, I should say, uh, out of... Um, out of some uh, onlookers at practice. Uh, you mentioned Byron Murphy today as well, another defensive tackle, young man out of DeSoto. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they should be stout up front. Um, and they're going to spill the ball somewhere. It's now it's, can they, uh, the, can the linebackers find them? And can really, the big question is, can the edge box them in? Uh, that's going to be the concern. And, and that, you know, that's going to be a concern going into next year. We, we probably won't feel any better about it unless they get O'Shawn Mathis, who quite frankly, I'm tired of talking about, but uh, you know, he's, 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 he's the most important piece left on the board as far as uh, next season goes. So, uh, yeah, I, I briefly, Mathis will be at Nebraska next weekend. Mathis, obviously, the TCU transfer that Texas fans hope ends up in Austin. 
uh, originally from Maynard, Texas. He seems to be, uh, everybody seems to believe that he is a guy uh, to consider right now in the portal. There's a couple other guys that Texas is chasing in the portal that I'll mention to our, I'll discuss briefly with, with Eric in a little bit. Uh, Eric, uh, any particular, um, on Saturday also, post-practice notes, you said that Isaiah Nayor had a great workout. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, especially people that see him for the first time, you know, guys that have, have, have seen him a lot, um, you know, it's kind of, they're used to seeing him out there, but but it's always it's always interesting to see somebody that's seen him for the first time. I get a pretty universal reaction of how well he moves, at, especially at his size. Uh, and so, you know, I, it, it's going to be a 1A, 1B, it seems like, between him and Worthy, not necessarily a, a clear number one and a number two. There's going to be games where Nair's the guy, there's going to be games where Worthy's the guy. I feel pretty confident about that. Gotcha. Um Talking to Joe Cook yesterday, he was uh, on hand for the media availability uh, post-practice on Saturday. Uh, he said Xavier Worthy mentioned Nayor. Uh, they've also talked about Casey Kane. The University of Texas put out a little film, uh, a little snippet oh, yeah. of the wide receivers uh, uh, yesterday, and Casey Kane made this beautiful one-handed catch over uh, Ryan Watts, the, the defensive back transfer from, from Texas – or, excuse me, from uh, Ohio State – uh, Eric, you know, I know it's early and I know it's only been two scrimmages now uh, and really just one full scrimmage. Yep. Um, any overriding sense you're getting from the team other than just exactly what you just said, other than it's still a battle at quarterback. It, it's, it's finding an edge prospect. I mean, any other overriding issues? I mean, the whole team just needs more time in the smoker. You know, everybody wants everything to go in the microwave and come out a couple minutes later. Or now we got the air fryer to, do, uh, to to play with. But really, you know, what Sark inherited was a was a long smoke. Uh, you know, eighteen hours, and so you need need more development for the for the quarterbacks. Need more development for uh, the, the edges, the young edges, and and then think about all the young players that are coming in. You know, there's a reason why my sentiment will be no matter what that this is the year before the year. Uh, because, you know, there's so many aspects that, that are going to require time and time and development. Uh, I know patience is not a strong suit uh, of the fan, and, and I don't blame them, especially since it seems like they've been forced to be patient for so long. Uh, but, but they still have a long way to go in pretty much every aspect. But the pieces are there to develop before they didn't have the, have the right ingredients. Yeah, I, I, I think that we're still looking at a, a lot of the same things, unfortunately. And a lot of that has to do with the attrition um, uh, through the last couple of Tom Herman recruiting classes. Uh, not even 50% of those guys remain on campus right now. Uh, and um, you can point fingers, you can do whatever, but uh, the reality of it is, is when you have that much youth on a team, uh, it's going to take more experience. I mean, it takes a while to, to gain that experience. Uh, you mentioned more time in the smoker. Uh, it's one, one of my good uh, coaching friends, Dwayne Aquina, the, uh, now the defensive backs coach at Stanford, was the uh, uh, defensive backs coach at Texas for a decade or so. I uh, always said, it's not just add water, grow player. It actually yeah. takes a little bit of time uh, to get these guys going in the right direction. And uh, the one thing I will say uh, that I've noticed, and I think uh, we've talked about this uh, before, is it feels like uh, Texas is pulling in the right direction together. Uh, I've, I've seen previous Texas teams kind of uh, not have that chemistry uh, and not have that group, but uh, I can even tell it in recruiting. And, and why I say that is this, is that oftentimes, and you know this, your best recruiters are your players, your current yep. players. And when those players are like genuinely like each other, like right. being around the football team, they recruit better. 
And I do believe that you're seeing more of that right now on the Texas roster than we have in maybe the previous two or three years. Yep. They can be your best recruiters and they can be your worst recruiters, which, you know, we kind of kept some of that quiet, uh, but, but we saw that in recent years, uh, but, but Texas benefited from that as well as, you know, one school lost two quarterbacks uh, back to back and that pretty much locked in a bunch of players going from, you know, A&M to Texas. So it can work both ways. That's always an interesting dynamic. Uh, I think he has fostered a good uh, team atmosphere. Um, the, 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 the players do seem to genuinely like each other. I think there's a lot more cross pollination outside of just position groups hanging out together. Uh, guys from different positions hanging out. That's always a good sign. Uh, offense hanging out with defense is a good sign. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's got all that in the right direction. I think he has the program in the right direction. It's just going to take a little bit more time than maybe we thought. That doesn't mean they can't go out and surprise next year. I kind of think that that's uh, more likely than not, just given that the pieces are there. It's just going to be, you know, how how fast can they, they, they put it all together? I spoke with Paul Wadlington over the weekend. Scipio uh, Tex, uh, as we like to call him sometimes. He... Uh, he told, I asked him the ceiling and floor uh, of this team. And I don't know if you heard the interview or not. He said five win floor, same as last year, because, you know, until they prove they're different, sometimes you got to just stick with the floor. And then on the flip side, he said, I think 10 wins is a possibility, but more likely eight uh, was his, was his feel. Are you still in that same category as well? Yeah, um, well, probably eight or nine. You know, the, the more I the more I dig in on the practice reports, even though I, I know that the, the came up, coming out of the scrimmage, it wasn't all super positive. Um, I still find myself, you know, pretty, pretty excited about next season's prospects, but um, it's going to require some good luck. Now, you know, the, hopefully there's a regression to the mean on the bad luck that they had last year. Um, you know, that five five wins is almost unfathomable when you look at how each of those losses came about. Um, so I, I think the floor is probably higher, but I understand his uh, logic behind saying it. Um, you know, I think some of it has to do with just the fact that the conference isn't all that great. So Texas might be uh, might be better uh, in the win-loss record than they actually are on the field. But I think the most important thing is that we just see clear improvement pretty much across the board. Um, there's got to be these, these coaches that are kind of known as developers are going to have to really earn it this year. Uh, and, and we have to see that, you know, but I think that it's really encouraging what we're hearing at linebacker, because I think Choate is probably the guy that's most known for development more than recruiting. Um, so if he's not getting it done as a developer, we might, <laughs> there might be some bigger issues across the board. So, but I think right now, hey, the linebackers are, are sounding like it, things are getting a lot better. Yeah. If they get the linebackers going, then, then it really comes down to the QB that we talked about the edge player uh, stepping up and, and being able to, to, to play that role. Uh, generating a pass rush, which we, you know, you're not going to hear much of that really in scrimmages because co- they're not going to let people hit the quarterback, right? right? And then the last piece is is finding a cohesiveness at, at a, in the secondary if indeed the linebackers are, are moving forward. All right, um, thank you. One last thing I want to say before we move on from the team, and we had mentioned it last week. Um, we had mentioned Jonathan Brooks, the young man from Hallettsville, had uh, missed some practice and it was completely understandable why he had. We didn't want to really um, say anything uh, publicly, uh, but we now can can uh, let everybody know that Jonathan Brooks lost his father. Uh, his father passed away uh, last week uh, and that's why he missed uh, the last couple of weeks of practice, the talented young uh, running back there. Um, Eric, before we move on to uh, recruiting, I want to say we have a special going on uh, at Inside Texas. I want you to give the pitch because I've been giving it a lot lately uh well i mean you know it's it's a the, the pitch kind of speaks for itself it's a it's a dollar for four months um so it's very minimal investment 
Um, and then I think there's a lot more return on the other side for it. It's a pretty comprehensive coverage. Um, you know, we, we cover football and recruiting the most, obviously that's, that's what interests us the most, but it, that's what interests you the most, especially if you're watching this video. Uh, but we cover everything else. You know, we had a lively thread last night for the baseball game. Um, you know, if, if we cover Texas sports. You know, obviously there's going to be a, a heavy lean towards football. But check us out. We're uh, we're growing extremely quickly. Um, and we're very thankful for everybody that, that signs up and gives us a chance. Yep. Um, mentioned Texas baseball go down seven to one against the Sooners going into the seventh inning yesterday. Uh, end up winning. I think what was the final? Eight to seven or not? 10 to eight or I can't Longhorns won the series uh, on the backs of uh, some late, late inning heroics there, two to one, two games to one over uh, OU. The horns now three and three in conference uh, after losing two games to one to Texas tech uh, a weekend ago, uh, Texas still uh, considered one of the better baseball teams in the country uh, should get it going here as uh, they've already had two uh, road trips now. So now they'll come back home. Uh, and hopefully uh, get going on that. Um, Eric, let's go to recruiting because uh, I know a lot of people are interested. Texas had 24 kids, by my count, on campus this past weekend that had scholarship offers to Texas. Um, obviously, Samaj Burrell was one of those. He commits to Texas. I've heard from Jerry on his take on, on Samaj. A brief, uh, you know, give me 30 seconds to a minute on what you think of Samaj Burrell personally. Um, I mean, I love the kid, love his mental makeup, love his physical attributes and how they, uh, they, they relate to modern football, playing the position. It's a very difficult position. You have to be able to move like a running back as far as I'm concerned. And I think he has those sorts of movement skills. You don't want to carry too much weight, but at the same time, you have to carry enough uh, to retain that physicality at the point of attack. He's, he's built very stoutly, but still moves. I know a lot of people probably saw him doing that backflip. That's not in full pads. That's not the most common thing you'll see. But on top of the, the football uh, ability, you know, he's just a solid, solid person. He's going to represent the university well. Gotcha. Um, I agree with you. And I think that the, it's a key pickup, too, because it gives Texas three commitments. It starts some momentum. Now they've had two commitments in the last two weeks, uh, both from, from highly sought players that had uh, scholarships from just about everywhere. Uh, so it, it's interesting. Um, Texas also had two new scholarship offers. Uh, John Randall, uh, the second, or John Randall Jr., uh, out of Wichita Southeast, a running back, uh, was offered uh, on uh, Saturday, as was Malachi Breland, a big six foot five, 330 pound offensive lineman uh, from Laurel, Mississippi. Uh, both of those guys from out of state get offered, Eric. Uh, pretty interesting. Well, yeah, they should be looking nationally, actually. You know, they've got to set a pretty good foundation with their, their big board, big board uh, in state. Uh, obviously, they've offered a lot of out-of-state guys that are kind of no-brainers. So now you branch out and evaluate further. You know, there's a lot of guys that, that fit what you're doing uh, that are elsewhere. They're still relatively unknown at this point in the cycle. So I like it. They should be aggressive with offers. Uh, the problem they're going to have, though, is that the more offers they make, the more, the more likely they're going to get some reciprocation and the more difficult it's going to be to manage numbers. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, uh, both of those guys are fun guys to watch on film. Randall is like a Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
he's like a, a little scooter. He like goes in and out of traffic like nobody's business. Uh, Breland uh, is just hulking, I guess, is the best. as you would expect somebody that's six foot five, uh, 330 pounds. Um, Eric, quick, quick questions before I go. Well, I want to go. Let's go ahead and talk about the out of state guys first uh, that came in this weekend, because I know you connected with a couple of them. Uh, one of them being Jalen Brown. Uh, you posted that interview yesterday. Yeah, he's one of the most talented players in the in the whole class that Texas is is uh, legitimately in it for. Now, obviously, we're going to temper expectations. He's from Miami. Uh, Mario Cristobal has that new car smell down there in Coral Gables, uh, and and so there's going that's going to be tough to overcome. But uh, all things being equal, if this kid lived in Texas, I think we would have him uh, as a pretty much lock to go to UT. Uh, he's such a good schematic fit. Uh, it sounds like he fits the school well. Um, they've got a family member that lives in nearby Kyle. Uh, they hung out with her. She gave the state pretty much, you know, great blessings. She's been in Texas since 2015 and just loves it here. Loves the opportunity that the state presents. The school sets up well for him. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll see. I don't, you know, they'll get him back for an official visit based on talking to his father uh, or they're most likely will. It hasn't been set up. So we don't want to speak, speak for them. Uh, but it's very likely that he'll be back. It's very likely that Texas ends up in his, you know, top three or four legitimate schools of interest. Uh, and then we'll take it from there. But uh, basically, it's they're going to make the Xavier Worthy pitch. And, you know, it's uh, maybe not coincidental that this kid uh, also likes Michigan quite a bit. Texas and uh, Michigan have some overlapping qualities. Uh, you like to hear about schools like Michigan and Notre Dame recruiting kids because, you know, that Texas uh, likely appeals to them for the same reasons. So, yeah, we'll be we'll be see, we'll be interested to see, see how that plays out. I want to ask you about three guys from the state of Louisiana, two defensive backs, Derek Williams out of uh, New Iberia, Westgate. Jordan Matthews out of Baton Rouge Woodlawn, and then the big lineman up from Monroe Neville, Zalance Hurd. I know you talked to, to uh, a couple of those guys. Uh, what What is your feedback that you've heard uh, thus far on them? I didn't talk to either of Williams or uh, Matthew specifically. I did do a lot of bit, a lot of homework on them as uh, though, uh, which usually uh, lends better information than actually talking directly to the player. <laughs> as you know, you know they know what to tell us and what not to tell us. Uh, but Matthew sets up really well for Texas. Um, you know, I'm not going to do a whole lot of uh, predictions this cycle. I'll probably just leave one hanging out there. Uh, but Matthews to Texas uh, seems like it has a pretty good chance. And that Williams is going to be very difficult, but uh, not like uh, Jordan Matthews last year, uh, similar as a very highly rated safety out of Louisiana. Uh, I don't think his recruitment will take the twists and turns that Matthews did. Um, he's visited Texas four or five times, I think maybe four times. Uh, some of those, I think, uh, have gone pretty far into the radar. So we, we probably need to start covering him a little bit more. Probably one of those situations where Texas finishes third. Uh, but, you know, the, the, this staff is built to recruit Louisiana quite well. Uh, and, and, you know, Brian Kelly, let's see how much traction he actually gets. I think there's it's kind of mixed reviews on him. Uh, but but Williams is, is talented enough that, that Alabama might push as well. So that'll be difficult. And then Heard, the big offensive lineman, defensive lineman, um, one of the most talented players, another one of the guys that's the most talented players that Texas is after in the whole class. Uh, Bo Davis is very involved in that recruitment uh, by nature of him wanting to play defensive line. Um, you know, they'll make that interesting. LSU just offered him. That's a bit of a bad break for uh, Texas, but you kind of expect it given it's his level of talent. But, you know, it's all about setting the floor with the, with the, those highly rated guys. Uh, Texas has, has done that, set a good foundation with them. Matthews, I think, is probably the most likely to commit uh, in the summer. Uh, and then, you know, we'll go from there. I think Texas is in a really good spot. And you know, uh, the defensive staff is incredibly high on him. Uh, I think some staffs are kind of hot or cold. Texas has been very consistent. Um, you mentioned Bo Davis, uh, another out-of-state guy that he seemed to really warm to 
this weekend was Michael Gardner, a uh, young man out of Phoenix Liberty uh, that has terrific film uh, if you turn it on. Uh, but he seems to, have, I mean, Texas seems to moved up, move up on the list on, 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 on Gardner. Uh, it looks like Oregon. He's still going to visit Cal, I think, and, and yeah. uh, Wisconsin as well. Uh, but have you heard much on Michael Gardner and his visit? I know Jerry talked to him a, a little bit yesterday. Do you hear anything else? No, I didn't hear anything specific. I typically go off of what Jerry says on that one. But what I do know is that Texas is going to miss out on recruits this cycle where they ran hot or cold on, but they're also going to win out on guys that they stay consistently hot on uh, that they might not have won otherwise. And I think Gardner is one of those that has a chance to be. You just, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to cover recruiting, you better have a good understanding of priority level. Uh, and I think Gardner is kind of a surprisingly high priority level. That isn't to say he isn't a good player, but they, they, they like him uh, probably for similar reasons that they would really went after Justice Finkley and, and Ashton Porter. They like that play strength, as you've pointed out. Uh, and I think he has that. So, yeah, he's an interesting guy. It's going to be, again, numbers are going to be really, really uh, difficult, especially some of those positions that don't have a whole lot of them to go around. And then and Bo Davis's hands are a little bit tied because he's recruiting some defensive linemen that might profile better at offensive line. So that might be one guy that's a, a pure D lineman that, that Bo gets to pick, and, and Bo does, uh, by all, all accounts, Bo really likes him. Yep. Last out-of-state guy I wanted to mention uh, was Desmond Umiozulu. Uh, he's the nephew – or, excuse me, the cousin of Neto Umiozulu from Allen uh, that signed with Texas as an offensive lineman last year – or, excuse me, in December. Uh, Desmond is from uh, uh, the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area. He came down on Friday. He's being recruited as an edge prospect uh, for the Longhorns. Um, now let's go to some of the in-state kids. I want to start with Billy Walton, a name that we haven't mentioned a ton, uh, but the young man from South Oak Cliff, he's expected to make a decision uh, in the next couple of weeks, it sounds like. Yep. You know, uh, Texas uh, is going to have a, a, a pretty good chance with, with the South Oak Cliff uh, kids having uh, Chris Gilbert on staff on this, in a support role. He's one of the uh, unsung heroes, I would say, for Texas recruiting. Uh, and, and so, again, I'll, I'll be uh, curious to see if, if uh, he's somebody that they're pushing for hard enough to get. You've got to earn that uh, recruitment. You can't just get by on, on logo. Uh, and so Texas is going to have to push to, to get them. Uh, but, but we'll see, you know, edge numbers and linebackers. I, I, I'm just going to have to write up an article on, on how I see the numbers at this point and how because a lot of these positions are in tension with one another. You know, Darian Gallette, how do you figure for him? Uh, you know, there's just a lot of things going on that you have to account for that affect, you know, one player's uh, evaluation affects another player's. One of the things you uh, wrote in the scoop, you guys wrote in the scoop today, was that it sounds like Jaquez Petaway, uh, the receiver out of uh, Langham Creek that ran the 10-400 meter and was on campus this weekend, and Jonah Wilson out of Spring Decaney, uh, also on campus this weekend. Texas has offered both of them. They, they're sounding like they may want to try to play college football together now. Well, they have some common bonds um, and, you know, it's going to be interesting because I think that that is a duo that is good enough to, to you would try to build a consensus with. Uh, obviously, Jonte Cook is going to be up there. Jalen Brown, who we talked about, Kyle Parker was on campus this week. Um, but, you know, Marion, Marion has liked Jonah Wilson dating back to his time at Pitt. I think Petaway, if, if anybody was wondering if he was going to be a guy that that should be pushed for by every school, you know, he did away with that when he ran 10-4 and they also ran a 20.8, which to me is even more impressive. Uh, he's long jumping. Uh, he's, he's getting out there in the long jump, too. Uh, he's got a, a, an amazing build uh, for wide receivers. He's got some good arm length, but also just a big, wide build, strong build. Um, and so I, I think um, I think they both I could see them both in the class, you know, especially, you know, uh, if Braylon James goes out of state, which I think is probably more likely than not at this point. 
that's going to make it uh, General Wilson more of a more of a priority. And you know, like I said, they already liked him. Yep. Uh, we mentioned uh, Samaj Burrell doing the back-to-back -back visits. Another guy that did a back-to-back -back visit was a guy that the Longhorns. You mentioned about being consistent. Texas has been consistent in its recruitment of Jaden Greathouse, the wide receiver from Austin Westlake, from the from the jump. I mean, they really have. They went out there and offered him, and he's been back two weeks in a row. Uh, Longhorns yeah. in good shape there, you think? I think they are, and a lot of that is because you know he is viewed as a priority. You know, that's you know they want him in the class. I think some people have wondered, hey, you might not have the cleanest fit at wide receiver for what Sark looks. Everybody knows he likes to go vertical. Um, but he can really help you win at the first and second level. Uh, you know, he's going to be at, at minimum, he's going to be a good, reliable stick mover from the slot. Uh, but given that, um, given that really uncommon route running ability uh, for him, I think he's got some, uh, some, some, some real value going, you know, 15, 20 out yard routes. Maybe he's not going to take the top off, uh, but man, there's a lot of value to moving in 20 yard chunks. And I think he's, he's a really unique player. And I, I think, he, you know, it's, he, he profiles well to the school to begin with. He's right down the street. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're in a good spot for him, but they're going to have to, they have to stay hot on him because, you know, Notre Dame's after him. He's going to have, he's going to have all kinds of options. Um, Ruben Owens, state's top running back was in. Uh, we mentioned um, John Randall uh, Jr. was also in, along with Cam Cook at running back uh, from Stony Point. Those three guys were in, uh, but Owens, um, Jonte Cook, the wide receiver, and Anthony Hill uh, seemed to be uh, in a, you know, friendly so to speak, Anthony Hill, the young man out of Denton Ryan, that's one of the nation's uh, top linebackers. Owens from El Campo, a running back. Uh, those three seem to be hitting it off a little bit uh, more than, you know, your average guys. They may end up wanting to play in, in college together too, right? Yeah, I wrote a piece last week about the difference between package deals and consensus building. I think Texas has done a much better job of consensus building than some of the uh, previous uh, classes, um, you know. And a school like Texas lends itself to that because there's so many different appealing factors of the school or aspects of the school uh, that you can, you know, it's not just one thing that it's known for, you know, if, if, if you're this type of guy, this, you know, this is the school's for you, for you in this regard. If, if you're a different type of guy, more, you know, want to go to business school, the school's for you in that regard as well. Um, so I think it, it, the school lends itself to, to uh, doing a better job of consensus building than maybe other, other places. So um you know, these kids are all different. They all have different wants and needs. And I, but I think Texas can still uh, win out you know, by getting them to see that Texas is the right place for them. Um, also in this weekend that got scholarship offers or that have scholarship offers, uh, Jonathan Hall from Katie, the defensive back, uh, what looks like a linebacker uh, inside Texas is reporting that Jeff Choate, the linebackers coach was the one showing him around uh, campus. Uh, so he's obviously a spin down candidate uh, for the Longhorns. Tyler Turner, uh, a secondary uh, a secondary guy, um, plays uh, defensive back primarily, also returns kick for San Antonio uh, Brennan. He was in, uh, former Baylor commit. Uh, then also a couple more defensive linemen, Dylan Spencer, uh, the commitment from Houston C.E. King, uh, Jaron Woods out of LaGrange, Samu Tamu and Pepe, uh, the defensive lineman out of Atascacita, also in, as well as Braylon Shelby, uh, out of Friendswood. If I missed anybody, it's my apologies, but they're just, I mean, there are a lot of guys there that had offers. Two guys did not make it in that were expected. Uh, Arlington Martin's Javen Toviano out of, uh, uh, out of Arlington Martin, like cornerback, uh, maybe the top cornerback in the country, or at least one of the top ones on the board for the Longhorns. Uh, and then Jaden Chapman, uh, the big offensive lineman from Harker Heights, ended up, he was expected to come back this weekend after being in uh, a week ago at Texas. 
but uh, did not make it in because of prom commitments, I believe. And his parents also had to go down to Houston for a basketball tournament. Um, Eric, I, I want to leave you before we finish off. I want to ask about Josh White, uh, the linebacker from Cy Creek and what you've heard lately on him. He's obviously was at LSU for the past two years. He's now a bounce back and was at Baylor this weekend. And then I hate to do this to you. I also want to know what you've heard as the latest on O'Shawn Mathis. Oh, okay. Josh White, he's going to visit Texas uh, for the spring game. Um, that'll be a big weekend for the, for the staff to really, uh, you know, what, one thing he told me that he's looking for is, is uh, a coaching staff that's, that knows how to develop players uh, from the raw materials standpoint. Not, they're not just making players out of athletes that, that already have a lot of ability. Uh, and I think Jeff Choate's going to have some interesting uh, selling points on that front. However, he's got that familiarity with Dave Aranda that gives them a good head start. Uh, in between those two visits, he'll see TCU. Uh, I would not pick Texas for him at this point, uh, but, you know, things can change. Uh, he, he really liked Texas. One of those guys, man, the staff ran hot and cold on him and pushed him to LSU. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to make that same mistake. Obviously, it's a different staff now. Uh, but, you know, he can come in and, and, uh, and compete for playing time right out of the gates. Uh, those, those other guys haven't uh, earned it yet. It's still undecided. So we'll see. But I would probably pick Baylor. Uh, and everything on uh, O'Shawn Mathis, the status quo, from what I hear, Texas is still going to be tough to beat. Um, you know, he's got some some previous relationship with the uh, coaching staff at Nebraska. Uh, I just don't think that he's going to go far from home. You know, I just so we'll see. Two of Texas's biggest recruits uh, in this class were actually in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Uh, Darian Gallette, you mentioned earlier, and Arch Manning, the quarterback from New Orleans, Isidore Newman. Uh, you hear anything on those two visits or what's the latest there? Uh, I haven't heard anything on Gillette. I think uh, Texas is going to be right there in the thick of it. You hope that Alabama's uh, board stays in so much flux that they're not pushing as consistently as Texas does. We know Texas is going to be all in throughout. He's definitely one of those that you recruit through the whistle. Uh, he's a he's a numbers buster. If you have to take an extra uh, buck edge because you think it's him, you'll do it. If you have to take another inside linebacker because it's him, you'll do it. Uh, and so that that consistency, I think, is going to help Texas stay in it all the way until the very end. Uh, and then the school sets up well for him as well, just in general. Uh, on Arch, you know, I still think that um, I think it's more likely that this this one comes down to Texas and Georgia. Uh, I think Alabama is probably going to end up with uh, Eli Holstein. Uh, I think that's what's most likely right now that as far as Arch's trip goes, didn't hear a whole lot of details. You never really hear a lot of details about, uh, you know, that, that sort of thing. But it was a shorter trip. Uh, definitely wasn't in town nearly as long as he was for uh, for the Texas visit. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've laid out how that kid is wired about as best as I possibly can. And I just I think he's looking for a little bit more in the college experience than just football. I asked Jerry the same question yesterday, Eric. Um, what do you make of any potential commitments on the horizon for Texas right now? You know, um, again, that comes down to numbers. And I'm going to try to outline that in that post. Uh, you know, you have to understand priority if. They could get probably 10 guys in the next month if they really wanted to. But, you know, it, it, there's a difference between guys that can play at Texas and whether or not they're the best option for your class. You know, a lot of these guys, all these guys that they're offering, there's 100 kids in, in a class every year that can play at a school. Uh, but whether or not they're the best option is, is up for debate. And a lot of guys go through the tracks. They're very, they end up going to smaller school and being All-Americans, NFL players and all that. But as it looks right now, they have a lot of guys that they could probably get if they pushed, but you know, they'll want optionality. And I don't think the big board is going to really come into clear view until a little further down the road. Um, you know, in March, I, I said the theme of March was positioning, not pouncing. Uh, I think April is going to be a little bit more of the same, though probably a little bit more pouncing.
Yeah. And I think they're also going to, to your point, I think the big board will be modified when the coaches are able to get out and go see these kids at, at their schools. Sure. Right. Because that, oh, yeah. that happens later in April through May uh, as well. Um, Eric, I appreciate your time, man. As always state of the program is maybe one of my favorite things of the week that we get a chance to do. I appreciate your time. Uh, please check out InsideTexas.com. Uh, it, it is uh, where Eric and I hang out each and every day, answering questions on the message boards, as well as a host of other uh, writers, reporters, and columnists on the Longhorns. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. See you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.